Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of our post-game show. I guess we'll call it the Steelers post-game uh, knee-jerk reactions. It's something I've called it before. And this is where we break down everything that happened during the Steelers game that was. And we're in week 16, just concluded. Actually, the Monday Night Football game against the Raiders and Eagles is going on as we speak. Uh, but the Steelers are big winners in Houston, 34-6. to It's been a long time. I can't remember the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers... Uh, did not the game itself did not actually induce a heart attack within me, but we have my co-host as always, Lance, on the show. Lance, knee-jerk reactions. What's your reactions uh, for the game? Foot to ass. I mean, that's pretty much what you should do to a bad team. Put yep. your foot in the ass. So they did that. They got a two seat wrapped up. Dilly dilly. I mean, that's pretty much what you do. Yeah, I mean, at this point, the Pittsburgh Steelers are at the worst they could be as the number two seed, even if they were to somehow lose to the Cleveland Browns next week. I doubt that happens because if the Jets somehow beat the Patriots and the Steelers beat the Browns, they would then claim the top seed in the AFC. And you just never know. Um, the one thing that sticks out in my mind, and we'll stick to Lance, you doing defense and me doing offense. I love today how the Steelers really demonstrated the versatility of their offense. And I understand it looked like they were playing against a JV team. I'm not saying anything about the ten, the Houston Texans, but this offense did exactly what they were supposed to do against a team that's just not that good. Ben Roethlisberger was spreading the the ball to every one of his options with his Le'Veon Bell out of the backfield. Juju Smith-Schuster had some clutch catches. Martavis Bryant continues to impress with Antonio Brown out of the lineup. Vance McDonald, this guy went from being an idiotic pickup who couldn't catch a cold to 
a pretty sure-handed receiver that's got some athleticism to him that brings to the tight end position we're not used to seeing. If he can just stay healthy, I think it just adds a new dynamic. Um, one of the surprises, I guess I should say, I thought that the way they spread the ball around was tremendous. They ran the ball well when they had to. Le'Veon Bell is just very, I'm sorry about that. Le'Veon Bell is just very talented. But at the same time, um, you have the fact that uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers in Stephen Ridley, now he's a guy they picked up when Joe, when, yeah, James Conner. I had a brain fart there, but James Conner went down. They picked up Stephen Ridley. I was stunned that he was getting reps over top of Fitzgerald Tucson. So that was kind of surprising. I thought they played a good offensive game. They did exactly what they were supposed to. Good time-consuming drives that ended in touchdowns more than field goals, uh, aided by the defense in terms of the turnovers, the two turnovers. Uh, Lance, did you have anything to add to the Pittsburgh Steelers in terms of the offensive uh, output today? I mean, whatever they found in the last several weeks, they continue to do a nice job of mixing both pass and run. They're doing a little better, a little more nuanced. I remember earlier in the year I made a statement that they would make hamburger out of Kobe beef. <laughs> well, now they're making Kobe beef out of Kobe beef. They're, they're doing a good job. My only yeah. criticism of the offense right now is first down running. They're, I would like to see them average more yards per carry on first down when they run the football because you're seeing them getting to some situations where they're in some second and long situations, or they're even losing yards on first down runs. I think if they clean that up with AB coming back and with Vance McDonald in the lineup, and I think you hit it on the head, I think he adds an extra dimension, especially in the running game, but he can run that vertical stretch, that vertical seam stuff, and he's a dynamic athlete. He just makes that offense even more dynamic and more fast and more athletic. You put those pieces together, if they run a little bit better on first down, A.B. come back, and Vance continue to play, this is an offense that, in my opinion, can still get better, and it is absolutely trending up. I don't foresee any reason why this offense won't continue to dial up 28 to 35 points week in, week out. Absolutely. And when you think about Antonio Brown coming back, even if he's not – technically 100% and all the experts always say well no one's 100% at this point in the season we get it but if Antonio Brown's even not 100% the fact that he absolutely does not have to be the main focal point Juju Smith-Schuster his route running has impressed me so much and I have to I'd love to I want to go back and watch this game again because some of his routes and some of the ways that he catches the football as a rookie, hit the over-the-shoulder catch, he had that great third-down conversion where, in my opinion, if Martavis Bryant would have blocked his man, uh, really would have probably sprung him for a big play. It's the same type of catch that he had uh, down the middle against Detroit. It's just is so fluid, so seamless. He's a tremendous, tremendous pickup. Now, I, I want to ask you this question, and I'm going to ask you this now because I feel if we wait until Wednesday for our, our preview show, the standard is the standard. I, I, I'm pretty sure this is already announced. But as of right now, week 16 just concluded. Who is your Pittsburgh Steelers rookie of the year? 
for 2017. I feel it comes down between their first and second round draft picks, but who do you have? There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In store only. Ends 11 10 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event, even eSports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. It's absolutely between Watt and Schuster. I'm going to have to say that it's Schuster because of the big plays in the offense, particularly that play against Detroit. You can point to really big plays that he's made, and because they're not rushing Watt as much and they're dropping the linebackers out, Watt's not going to have the individual statistics, in my opinion, to warrant rookie of the year. But I think it's still very close. And I think the Steelers are absolutely satisfied. Yeah, absolutely. So TJ Watt, though, I did write on on the injury report after the game today. My goodness, it was a scary play. Very scary play. You saw his left knee get caved in there. Um, <laughs> it didn't look good. Didn't look good at all. But nonetheless... He comes back out, has a pass, he has a pass breakup. Uh, turns out to be fine. Thank goodness. Fingers crossed. But let's go over to the defensive side. Um, the defense held the Houston Texans to six points, minus one passing yards for the majority of the first half. But there are some issues. Go ahead and talk about that, Lance. Well, I think the big thing you see, the injection of Joe Hayden back into that lineup makes the secondary that much better. You can put Joe Hayden on a team's number one wide receiver. So, and, and number one wide receivers with the physical characteristics of Hopkins and your dominant X guys, they are going to make some plays. But you could see that Hopkins wasn't going to kill them. And I think they'll feel even safer when they play New England again, hopefully, isolating Hayden and Artie Burns on the two outside guys and doubling up Gronkowski more. So he adds more versatility in terms of what they want to do, particularly also how aggressive they want to be in terms of blitzing because they feel like they have two corners that can hold up on the outside. My biggest issue with them is their run defense. They are giving it up on first down, particularly when teams are running the football. I mean, you don't want to put teams in second and thirds and second and twos. I mean, I'd like to be, I'd like them to be able to choke the runoff better, and I think a lot of that is still discipline stuff where the run fits and some of that stuff 
isn't as crisp or as disciplined as it needs to be. They need to clean that up. I mean, I think the recipe for this team winning a championship is running the football effectively on first down and stopping the football uh, or stopping the running game on first down on the defensive side of football. If they can do those two things consistently in the playoffs, they can win a seventh Lombardi. Yeah, I, Joe Hayden is tremendous. And Mike, Mike Tomlin said it several times this year. That they're still kind of shocked that they picked him up for basic, not basically nothing. Um, but what a huge acquisition he was. What a huge player he's been for this team. And you really don't realize how important he is until he misses time and comes back. And you're thinking, man, this is the secondary we were used to seeing when they were the number two secondary pass defense in the National Football League. The run defense, though, I, I know we got to go back and watch it. You and I both do that. They didn't have J- Javon Hargrave on the field as much this go-around. Their sub-packages, which had Javon Hargrave in there recently, they did not have him in there as much uh, tonight on Christmas Day. That might have something to do with it. But I also think that whoever is playing along Vince Williams, which tonight again was Sean Spence, which that says a lot about Tyler Matikiewicz, in my opinion, because he's healthy now, at least healthy enough that we feel that he should be playing if he's capable. And they brought that they have a guy that was sitting on his couch three weeks ago, starting alongside Vince Williams. I don't really feel like the interior from the from the front and back is communicating well. Like you said, their run fits are bad. Their tackling has been better. But uh, ultimately, just really, really poor discipline on the defensive side of the football. I do think it's pretty fantastic that Cam Hayward gets two sacks. His total's up to 12. Mike Hilton with three. Uh, that guy just has a knack for coming off the edge. Uh, just a really good uh, defensive performance outside of the fact that they struggled to stop the run. Uh, you think about the teams you could possibly be playing in the postseason. Uh, you're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Tennessee Titans, uh, the L.A. Chargers, uh, I know for the Baltimore Ravens, they all run the ball very well. That's kind of their bread and butter. So if the Pittsburgh Steelers are smart, uh, they have to figure something out. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about this, and it kind of ties into it. I want to know what your reactions were when the Steelers released James Harrison uh, this week prior to the game. They had to activate Marcus Gilbert. They chose to release James Harrison. He did clear waivers today, in case you didn't hear. Uh, what are your thoughts on him possibly returning and over the overall release itself? Initially, I thought he'd return. I'm not so sure. It's 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 pretty tough to do that to a guy that's meant so much to your organization, to your franchise, to waive him a couple of days before Christmas. I mean, that's pretty tough. I mean, I don't know what the relationship between him and Tomlin are, what's been going on behind the scenes. I know he said some things to the effect of, had I known my role would be this, I would have signed somewhere else. Been in the mix. And for what they're doing with their ends on defense, their outside outside linebackers, I'm just calling them ends in this sense, they're playing so much coverage you know, he's maybe not a fit. I mean, and plus he can be attacked in the passing game. So, I mean, it's tough. I, I, I think you do your legends better than that. Um, Do I think he'll come back to the Steelers? I put it at 70, 30 before. Now I put it at probably 30, 70 that he doesn't. 
Uh, it just feels to me like there's some bad, you know, there's some bad juju. Not to say juju is bad, but <laughs> there's some bad feelings in the relationship between uh, one Debo, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Mike Tomlin. And this this isn't the first legend that, if you want to call him that, to have some issues with the end of their career. You look at Troy Polamalu. All reports were he was not ready to hang it up. The Steelers said they were ready to move on, and he was basically kind of said, you know, look, you're either going to go somewhere else, you're going to retire, and he ended up retiring. Um, the relationship's never really been that great since then. Um, maybe this is the next on a long line of players that are kind of, the Steelers might be burning a few bridges, so to, so to speak, when they leave. But here's the thing I tell fans all the time. As fans, we get emotionally attached to players. Plain and simple, could James Harrison still rush the passer? Yes, but like you just said, they're not asking their ends to their. You have me calling them ends now. They're not asking their out, outside linebackers to rush the passer a lot. Uh, TJ Watt is more of a coverage linebacker than he is a rusher. And people want to say, well, where are all the sacks? But he's not rushing the passer. Even Bud Dupree on the other side, he has not been given the green light to just pin his ears back and go try to, to get the quarterback. And it, it makes them kind of look bad, but they're just doing their responsibility. And instead, what they're doing is freeing up options for play, play, players like Cam Hayward to be able to go in and get 12 sacks from an interior defensive lineman, which I still can't imagine. That's incredible. But last thing before we we go talk about the defense, today they did something, Lance. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but way back when, before the season, I said, 50 sacks, can this team do it? And you laughed at me. Oh, they brother. They did it. They did it tonight. They 50, did it tonight. They got 50. Sacks. Yep, they got 50 sacks. Jeez. And they play the Browns hey. next week, man. They could actually break the, the franchise record. I think it's 55. They could actually break the record if they get more than five against Cleveland, which is possible, by the way. You know, it will be possible. I, I'm amazed because clearly I think I laughed. <laughs> he did laugh. Like, I know a you lot. <laughs> like, I mean, I, la I laughed a lot. There's no way I thought they would get 50 sacks. I mean, no way. But, I mean, when you're playing the Texans and your corner gets – your slot corner gets three sacks, I mean, hey, sacks are sacks. It doesn't depend. It doesn't matter where you get them. <laughs> sacks is sacks. Yeah. And, you know, that, they'll have a chance, depending on that Jets score, because I would imagine next week they'll play a half and they'll watch the scoreboard. And if the Patriots get out in front of the Jets, they don't care if they, you know, lose to Cleveland or not. They're going to take everybody out at halftime. If that Jets-Patriot game is competitive, or if the Jets are up late in the game, they'll play that game out to try to get the one seed. I mean, you should. And if that's the case, I wouldn't be surprised if they do get six sacks against Cleveland and go ahead and break the franchise record. Yeah, it, it, they very well could. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers' pass rush has been what Keith Butler has always wanted, a pass rush that can get there with the front four. That way he can put more players into coverage and protect that secondary, which is good to see. Um, lastly. I, I, I want to let you go. I know it's Christmas Day and all, and you've got a family, but did you watch football on Christmas Eve? If you did, did you watch the Patriots game, and did you see the would-be touchdown by Kelvin Benjamin that was, again, overruled? Is this, at, the, at this point in time, are we talking about a Patriots thing, or are we just talking about a review thing? It's so hot outside. Time to go bowling. Stay cool at Bolero. With air-conditioned lanes, ice-cold beer, and a striking selection of signature cocktails. 
roll in, chill out, and have fun. Visit Bolero.com for hours and weekly specials. See, you know, I just put my other face up <laughs> because of the finger that I just put up in looking at the screen. All, okay. I, all I have to say is, come on, man. Yeah. NFL, NFL, come on, man. Y'all got to get this right. The dude dragged his foot. Come on, man. There was a line in the end zone. Come yeah. on, man. Come on. It wasn't as egregious as the Jesse James play, but shit. It was almost as bad. I mean, gee, I mean, come on, man. I watched yeah. it. I'm like, yeah, that's a touchdown. They're like, his foot wasn't. Uh, yeah. You can't make this stuff up, man. You can't. That's why you don't want to go to New England. But I guess yeah. it happened in Pittsburgh as well. So maybe you can play him in outer space. Maybe Jupiter is a is a is a venue where you may get fair calls. It's it's definitely interesting that that touchdown at the end of the half would have really turned the tide in Buffalo's favor. Instead, they have to settle for a field goal. And I know that the Patriots played better in the second half, and I know how the game played out. But and I know there's going to be a tons of trolls on this video like there were last week commenting the stupidest stuff. But still, it just is very suspect in my opinion, that it's the Patriots. It's suspect that the NFL continues to botch these calls. Um, but if you're a good team like the Steelers, and I feel like they are a good team, they're going to be 13-3, and three, I feel. They have a week off. That's huge. The last two times the Steelers have had a first-round bye were 2008 and 2010. Both those years, they've advanced to the Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, they won it in 08-09. They lost in 2010, 2011 to the Green Bay Packers. So it's kind of a good omen. It's going to come at a good time. The whole team's going to have an extra week to get healthy. They're going to let, I, I feel like these wild card games in the AFC are going to be one of those knockdown drag out matches between a teams like Kansas City and Baltimore, you know? And, you know, you, then they're going to have to come to Pittsburgh after that, which is no easy task. So, um, last question. I know I said that already, but. Predictions on who the Steelers play in the divisional round. Who you got, Lance? So let me go. Okay, so the Patriots got the one seed. Steelers got the two seed. We'll assume that's the way it ends. We'll assume that's right. the way it ends. We're going to assume that Jacksonville has the three seed. Yep. Kansas City has the four. Yep. Ravens are the five. Yep. I don't know who's the sixth. So this that means Jacksonville. either Tennessee or the Chargers. So if Jacksonville plays the Chargers... Just yep. being able to put it on Jacksonville. I, I like the Chargers being able to beat Jacksonville with that pass rush, with the veteran quarterback and those weapons. I like them to be able to beat them. And uh, the matchup between Kansas City and Baltimore, Baltimore, I'd have to go with Kansas City. Joe Flacco stinks. <laughs> I mean, he played well against the Steelers a couple weeks ago, but Joe Flacco yeah. stinks. And Flacco on the road is horrible. Dilly, dilly, he's horrible. So I'd have to go. That would leave New England um, hosting the Chargers. That would be that would yeah. Steelers play Pitt. Kansas City at home. Yep. Dip Steelers go to uh, Foxborough. Part two, dilly dilly. Let's get it on. Well, I agree with everything you said except for the fact I think the Chargers beat the uh, Patriots because I said the Steelers aren't going to play the Patriots again. Yeah, and they stick did. with my prediction. And um, and 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 and, uh, and I, I'm watching the Patriots and. That's a vulnerable football team, so I wouldn't be surprised. 
Yeah, they're beatable. I'm telling you, they're beatable. So uh, with that said, Lance, I appreciate you uh, taking the time on this holiday. Um, hope you all had, hope you and your family had a great Christmas day. Um, for all the listeners out there, same. We hope you stay safe. Um, and make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We've got some really good content coming up this week. If you're off work, more time to check out the site. If you're at work, tell the boss to shove off for a few days as you check out some good content. <laughs> Lance, why don't you send us out? What are your final thoughts? Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you for listening to the program. Thank you for your support. Uh, be it Hanukkah, be it Christmas, be it Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, Festivus, hopefully you brought it in safe yeah. and merry and cheery and did all that stuff and ate and fell out and woke up and ate again and watched bad NBA basketball and <laughs> did all that good stuff today. We just thank you and we thank you for your appreciate. We appreciate you guys and we just thank you for always tuning into the program and uh, giving us your support. Amen to that. We'll see you on Wednesday for another episode of The Standard is a Standard. Bye. It's so hot outside. Time to go bowling. Stay cool at Bolero. With air-conditioned lanes, ice-cold beer, and a striking selection of signature cocktails. Roll in, chill out, and have fun. Visit Bolero.com for hours and weekly specials. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that for some reason or another, seems smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. 
see why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.